Is your savings just sitting there? Well, put it to work. A premium online savings account from PenFed earns way more than the national average, so you can get your savings working on earning you a vacation, or a new kitchen, or that fancy exercise mirror. Apply at PenFed.org savings. Premium online savings account holders must agree to electronic delivery of account opening disclosures and monthly statements. $5 minimum required to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Three, two, one. Never has there been a better time to be alive in human history. If you're not feeling it, you must discover why. Join Matthew Bolton in developing and applying a framework of objective optimism toward a flourishing life of meaning, health, and happiness. Here's your host, Matthew Bolton. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Mr. Brightside. I'm Matthew Bolton. Last week's show was called Crave the Body You Want, and in it I spoke a lot about conviction. So this week, I've got some song lyrics that have been playing on my running playlist and workout playlist and in my life uh, over many years, and they refer specifically to conviction, and they express really well a lot of the ideas I've been talking about recently, and certainly a lot of my broader ideas. They're really packed nicely into a beautiful little verse. So I wanted to bring them out here today and try to Uh, explain what they mean. And I'm going to do this a little bit differently than usual. I usually have uh, quite a few notes uh, about what I'm going to do to try to really keep it as tight as possible. But with this, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, read out the lyrics, look through them, and try to explain uh, more extemporaneously uh, what they mean to me and how they relate to last week's theme and and, uh, kind of bring it a little more home and tie it all together. Um, The lyrics are from... Andrew Bird's Master Swarm, which is from his album Noble Beast, 2009 album. Andrew Bird is an American uh, singer-songwriter. I guess you would call him, uh, it's really hard to peg him, but it's some kind of alternative country, alternative folk. Uh, But, I mean, really, a lot of his albums sound very different than another. One could sound completely old-timey. You wouldn't even recognize it's from this era. And then you have some stuff that sounds like rock, and then a lot of stuff sounds folk, country, um, all kinds. So um, he's just a brilliant musician and he's one of my favorites still today. Um, and his most recent album is one of my favorites going these days. Uh, he just keeps coming out with good stuff. And I uh, I just really hope he keeps making good music for a long time to help me uh, with my, in my life. Cause I just, I just love it. Um, but this album uh, is, is uh, one of my top favorites. And uh, this song in particular has a verse in it, um, which jumps out at me now. I've done this before with some other songs. I brought out some lyrics and I took them a bit out of context. And what I mean is I didn't take them within the full context of the song. I didn't necessarily try to um, express what was the artist saying. I was saying, here's how I can interpret them and how they are powerful for me. Um, And if I did that there, I'm really doing it today because these lyrics, I don't even know what the what the song even means when I'm looking at the full thing. Um, I don't know the theme of the song and even what the other lyrics, what is even going on in it. Um, but with these particular lines, oh man, it's just, they're, they're really, uh, they do something for me. And you'll see as we go here, um, on their own, they have a lot of power. And again, I'm not going to claim that today, this is what Andrew Bird meant by them. But, uh, but whether that's the case or not, you can see that they help encapsulate an idea for me. Um, 
and, and hold it in one place for me, um, all the things that I talk about today and all the things I think about packed into those lines, they say it all for me. And that's why they're so powerful and I love them so much. So let's go through it. Uh, the lyrics are, so they took me to the hospital. They put my body through a scan. What they saw there would impress them all for inside me grows a man. He speaks with perfect diction as he orders my eviction, as he acts with more conviction than I, I, I. Now, who is this man in the thing? Inside me grows a man. Well, this man is our subconscious. It is our emotions, or as I talked about last week, our cravings. But let's call it the subconscious mind or our emotions that um, are basically, as I said last week, our emotions are our sub, our ideas that are held in our subconscious expressed in emotion um, without, without our thinking about it, without our conscious mind intervening. And this is why a lot of people uh, act in self-destructive ways because they act on their emotions, which are, is essentially them acting on ideas they already hold. And this is why I said so much last week, I had to put a big focus on thinking about what do I really want And I don't mean at the time, at the moment, right? At the moment of decision, but I mean constantly in our life, reflecting on what do we really want and then have these ideas become so strong in our minds that they be, that our subconscious just holds them. Well, subconsciously (laughs) is the word. So that's what we want to do. Now, when we have destructive ideas um, and rationalizations, and excuses packed away in our subconscious, and we never challenge them in in a in real time. Then they are what come out uh, when we when we are when we are acting in real life and making decisions. Our emotions just take over, and that's what this man is. So when we drift out of focus and we don't think and act deliberately, it really seems that this man is in control, uh, and he is in control, and he often feels omnipotent to us. It's, it's like, how can I control these cravings? How can I control what I feel? Like I just, it's so hard to overcome. And that's why we try to depend on willpower, uh, which doesn't, which never works. It's like, you, you kind of know what you want and you push away, uh, you push away your, your real, what you really want. And you kind of evade what you really want and just go ahead and make up all kinds of excuses in your mind and, and go ahead with self-destructive behavior. Note that he speaks with perfect diction. He is very clear in what he wants. Um, he has made connections, as I said last week. We've made these connections time after time over often years that have made us connect gratification of momentary pleasure with success and happiness. So we have some kind of craving and then we satisfy it and then we feel good in that moment and our brain says, yeah, that's right. Okay, so this is what we need to do to feel good. And why, while I say it's very clear, I don't know how clearly it's articulated. It's not really our conscious mind doing that. It's just nobody is really uh, at the helm and our subconscious is kind of taking over and kind of putting that idea in our mind and storing it so that we just, we start to think and our emotions just say, what do I need now? I need this. And it's, it's X, uh, what we can insert for this or X would be something that we know in our conscious mind is not good for us. Um, And then at the point of hangover or at the point of remorse or regret later, 
this man comes in to uh, make us evade the reality of what has caused this. So we try to explore it and, and question it, or we don't try because he just starts saying, making up rationalizations and excuses and saying, oh, well, no, uh, you know, I was really stressed out and that's why, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And this, uh, our conscious mind then being poisoned by him helps him to rationalize this is or, or legitimize and justify his existence and our own choices. And this strengthens the connections that he's worked to form over, over time. And it also strengthens his power over us. Now, before I break it down a little more, who is this I? He acts with more conviction than I. Now, the I in this scenario, in my view, is our conscious mind that I keep talking about. It is our, what I would call our self or our ego. This is, uh, this would be, uh, if I were talking in terms of last week, the thing that we really want, the person who is our, our conscious mind, who really takes time to set the course of who we are, what we want, and what kind of life we want to build. And that's why I talk about it being so important that we are very clear on what we want that form to, to look like, how we want to shape our life, what who do we want to be, and who do we want that I to become. And when we don't think seriously and deliberately and take time to form our positive agenda, then the subconscious mind, this man who grows inside us, just takes over. And again, this is why we feel the power and the omnipotence. We allow him to rationalize why we've abandoned our real agenda and we give him even more power. Now, he orders my eviction. His goal is to evict us. There's only room for one you. So one question I ask myself sometimes is uh, when I speak in terms of physical health, and, and decisions related to that is, do I want to feed the fat guy or the fit guy? And fat guy is kind of shorthand for the unhealthy, low energy body, this uh, this one that and I'm tired and, and uh, I don't feel well in it. I'm not happy with it. Um, it's the body that I don't like and the one that I don't respect. And fit, the fit guy, that's my shorthand for the I that I want. So the, the thing that I really want, the I that I feel great about and I, that I really respect and esteem. And what we want to do is have that version of ourselves be the one who prevails. We don't want to be evicted. He wants to evict us, yet he acts with more conviction than I. And this is the I that we want, as I said. Now, last week I talked a lot about conviction. I said that we had to be convinced of first our positive agenda. What is that thing that I really want? What kind of I do I want to build? And why is that good? Why is this right for me? Why is it important? Why is this the right way for me to live? Why is this what I think is morally good and healthy and right for me? If I'm convinced of that, it's very difficult to challenge that, no matter how tempting uh, you, 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 know, you might be, this man inside might be. Um, you also have to be convinced then of how the things that destroy us, that thwart our plans, that undercut our path towards that are very unappealing. So we have to act with more conviction than him. But it's very difficult because... He's very eloquent and convincing. He's very clear and clarity is the key. We need to ask clear questions. And I really want to uh, credit Elizabeth Benton, who was uh, 
I think it was my second interview. It's quite a while ago anyway. And it's certainly uh, one of my better inter- interviews, I'm sure. Uh, uh, she was just, she was fantastic. And I followed her work since. And she talks a lot about asking questions. Um, and now, of course, this is what I talk about all the time. When I say think and thrive, I explained last week that to think and thrive doesn't always mean at the moment you constantly think, what should I do right in this moment? That's more like trying to summon your willpower. If you're able to really get your conscious mind up up battling the other guy at that time, you might have a chance of winning. But it's very difficult to summon that because this man inside is quick to to get the rationalizations and the justifications right up that are already sitting there ready for you. Um, so willpower is tough. What I mean by asking questions is constantly throughout um, our our lives at various times, really thinking hard about what we want, what we want, and formulating a clear agenda. Um, this is both with the positive and the negative. So I've said we have to outline our positive agenda very clearly, and then articulate and understand very clearly why these destructive behaviors are anti that agenda and how they thwart our agenda. And then we will come to see those things as unappealing. This was the whole point of the show last week. Now, to further connect these lyrics to my thinking, how they really express how I've thought about things for a long time and why I love them so much, I want to refer again to my comparative table, uh, which you can find uh, on my website in an article called What is Objective Optimism? This is uh, a table in which I compare three mindsets, one which I call objective optimism, another which is pessimism, and then the third which I call subjective quote-unquote optimism. and, and you can hear about what I mean by that in some of earlier shows uh, at the very beginning of this podcast and on my website in some articles and in some shorter excerpts, which uh, present the ideas in bites, more bite-sized form. Uh, but here, this table um, under epistemology last week, I said that reason is the method of an objective optimist and rationalization, you can see now, is the method, epistemological method of a pessimist. So rationalization is something which will necessarily not bring us toward uh, optimal results. It will, it will definitely thwart or destroy anything we're trying to build. Um, another thing on epistemology, you can see that I've got present plus future focus. So an objective optimist, a real optimist, is focused uh, obviously on the present, appreciating what's going on in the present and what they have. And also on the future, what what do I want? What can I build? What is it? What are good goals? And this is constantly their focus. Uh, an objective optimist can enjoy reflecting on the past sometimes. Obviously, you have to uh, reflect sometimes to see what went wrong when something goes wrong and dissect that and uh, analyze um you know, what, what happens so that you don't make the same mistakes. And also when things go well, why did they go well? I said the same thing in reflecting on emotions. When you felt a certain way, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel badly at this time? Why am I not enjoying experiencing my life the way I want and really try to unpack your emotions when they're good? It's the same thing. Why do, why am I experiencing life in such a good way right now? What is the cause of this? So this is all, um, this is all, uh, reflecting on on the past, but it's not focusing on the past. Uh, whereas a pessimist spends a lot of time in the present, although more on focusing on the negative aspects of the present and in the past, constantly looking at the, the past uh, 
a lot of things in the past that were kind of rosier than today. That's part of it. Um, another thing about it is looking at the past and uh, focusing on the past mistakes. And this is another credit to Elizabeth Benton I'll have to give that where she says that, that when you spend time focusing on why do I do this? Um, and I don't mean why as in really trying to identify why, but I mean just kind of lamenting it and saying, Oh, why do I do this? And oh, it's so terrible that I've done this and blah, blah, blah. You're really focusing on the problem and you're giving power to the problem. And in terms of this song, I'm saying you're giving power to that man, which grows inside us, that subconscious that is uh, trying to evict the I, the I that we really want um, out of us. So uh, that is a very pessimistic view and it is not, doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't lead to optimal results in reality. Um, in ethics, you could see uh, there, ethics being uh, de- defining our, the goal of our life and uh, ethics being a guide to action. What should I do? Uh, that's the, the branch of philosophy that answers the question, you know, what is the right path? Should I do this or this? What, what should I do? It's about alternatives. And you can see here, I've highlighted under objective optimism, purpose uh, versus lack of purpose for uh, a pessimist, control and lack of control. And you can see all of this stuff in the lyrics here that inside me grows a man. He speaks with perfect diction as he orders my eviction, as he acts with more conviction than I. This this uh, man who grows inside us feels like he has more power than we do, than our own selves, than our own conscious ego. And we really feel this lack of control. And it's uh, it's not a very uh, very good place to be. It's um, a very discouraging place to be, and a kind of a hopeless place. And it further reinforces his power and his seeming omnipotence. Um, and again, a method of uh, of the objective optimist you can see here: deliberate and proactive versus being passive and reactive. And again, when we are passive and reactive and evasive, this is that man growing stronger inside us, trying to evict our deliberate, proactive, purposeful self that should be in control. And this is all I really wanted to share this week. I I just wanted to get these lyrics out and uh, just put them out there and talk about what they mean to me because um, I've been thinking a lot about conviction lately. Uh, Certainly it was the big theme of last week's show. And these lyrics... I mean, that's what uh, art does for us, as I mentioned before, and particularly song lyrics are essentially poetry and poetry expresses things in terms. They express big ideas in concise terms or in eloquent terms or in uh, terms that we can get at one moment and hear a lot of things. So when I, everything that I've said today and a lot more are what I hear when I hear these lyrics. So when I'm out uh, running, uh, you know, I have a few different kinds of music uh, for my running playlist, but uh, some of it is just, you know, fast paced music that's uplifting and just kind of carries me with the actual uh, rhythm, the beat, the crescendo of it, um, the excitement of it, whatever it is, there's that. There's also uh, just nice music on my playlist that I like because I, I run outdoors. So there's just some nice, sometimes it's even slow, but I just enjoy what's going on around me with, and, and the music is almost like a soundtrack to that. And I enjoy the outdoors. 
And then there's uh, a lot of songs I have on just because the lyrics give me a boost in a moment when I need it. And, and this is one of those songs too. The music is, is beautiful, but also uh, this lyrics come on. And when I hear that, after I hear those lines, I let them play. And then I'm like, this guy thinks he knows what he wants. He knows it more clearly than I know what I want. He wants to kick me out and have me be his host. He's more convinced than I and I'm like, screw that crap, right? And then I just start running faster. Like I really just get pumped in that moment. It sounds, I don't know if this is embarrassing to say or not. I, I can't tell, but it's the reality. Um, it happens to me with other songs too. I hear just one line or one thing and I ask myself the question or repeat it and say, what? And then I run faster and say, no, this is, I'm in control of this. So this is what it has done for me. And I really wanted to share that out today. And I ask you, what kinds of music do you have on your running uh, or workout playlist? And why do you have that? And are there any lyrics that do this for you? I'd, I'd really be very curious to know. Um, please uh, put it in the comments section, uh, any, anything that you recommend for me and or anything you just want to share with me and how it makes you feel and what it does for you. Um, and and wh whether it's just because of how fast the music is, how exciting it is, or because there are particular lyrics that speak to you a certain way. I would love to hear about that. I would also love to hear any questions uh, that you have about this. Obviously, anything I talk about on the show, I'd love to hear questions about because it helps me clarify the way I'm thinking about it. And certainly today, I think um, uh, among other shows, you know, I've really come out here very extemporaneously, just basically looking at the lyrics and trying to put out um, extemporaneously what they mean to me. And you know, I think there's a lot of room for clarification here, and I'm sure I've missed uh, even things uh, that I would like to say about it. So questions there will help me. Please ask them in the comments section, or you can go to the Mr. Brightside Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash matthewbolton.ca. Uh, also, uh, please share the show with anyone. Uh, you can share this show, of course, share the show in general. Um, but I think it's always powerful to share the show with somebody, some specific individual, someone who you think, hey, this is for you. I think that's always um, a better endorsement than just, you know, sharing it with with anyone randomly to at, at large. But I certainly don't object to that. I think that is also helpful and it's uh, better than inaction. So thank you very much, guys. I appreciate all of that. Let me say to you all now in closing that let us not allow this man who grows inside us to prevail. He speaks with perfect diction. Well, let us be more articulate. Let us articulate a very clear vision of who we want to be, this I who we really want to become, this best version of ourselves. When we become convinced of that, then this man, this imposter who is trying to take over our lives, loses all power. He orders my eviction. He acts with more conviction than I, than you. Well, you're in control of that. I'll see you guys next time. Mr. Brightside, your time out to refresh, refuel and refocus your mind and energy toward building an optimistic framework for flourishing life is good it's up to you to choose the bright side the future will be amazing and that's all well and good but what about today you can feel the rush of a 400 horsepower nissan z or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive.
2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria.